Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Again, this is Beth Chase, your host for today's broadcast. Well, I have someone very special here in the studio today. Her name is Melody Gibbs, and Melanie is actually one of the founders of 3W Medical, and I worked with her. I'm also a, a co-founder, and we worked together in helping to get this women's medical clinic started in the University of Washington area. Melanie is also a graduate of UW in biology, psychology, no, biological, mm-hmm. <laughs> get that correct, biological psychology. She's been married for how many years, Melanie? Oh, five and a half years. Five and, wow, has yeah, it been that long? Okay. She's been married for five and a half years and has a darling two and a half year old daughter named Josie. Well, we're here to talk about a subject that you may have heard before mentioned, but Melody is going to talk about it from three different perspectives in her life. And one particular perspective and how it has impacted her life is very interesting, I think, to all of us when it comes to having children. So welcome, Melody. I'm so glad that you could join us today. But what we're going to be talking about, or she's going to be talking about, is the post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. So Melanie, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Beth. Well, I'm just thrilled that you are willing to sit down and just be so transparent about something that is so personal and has so greatly impacted your life for years now. So let's just start with what is PTSD? Absolutely. So PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is a psychological condition in which a person has a hard time recovering after either experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. Typically, those are things that either threaten your sense of security physically or threaten your sense of self, such as sexual assault or something like that. Mm -hmm. So PTSD, is it something that is a chemical reaction to an event that has happened to you? Is that is a brain chemical reaction? It It's kind of, um, well, I'm not a psychological practitioner of any kind, but it is, it's like a series of of symptoms like hyperarousal and having flashbacks that all have to do with not having properly processed the traumatic event. So the treatment then would be processing the traumatic event through counseling, um, various forms of counseling. So Melody, what kinds of events can lead to PTSD? Yeah, so the kinds of events that we tend to think about are things like uh, military service, you know, something horrible happening in military or, you know, car accidents, things like that. But they can also be traumatic events such as traumatic childbirth, almost losing a child or, you know, some other, any other uh, particular one-time event. So that would be simple PTSD. Complex PTSD is a little bit different. It's more of an ongoing event in which you are experiencing a lack of safety. Something like being a prisoner of war is a good example, or being in a long-term abusive relationship is another example. So those two are a little bit different. Both of those have symptoms of hyperarousal, which is basically meaning you're feeling anxious all the time. It's almost like you're you're just on edge constantly, like almost as if you've had a lot of caffeine. You feel constantly aware of your surroundings and it makes it hard to focus on other things going on in your life when you feel constantly agitated. Having flashbacks or nightmares and avoiding 
specific triggers that remind you of the event, such as I had been in a car accident and I definitely had a hard time getting back into the car. I didn't like driving at night because the car accident had happened at night. I didn't like being on the freeway in the rain because, you know, all those things reminded me of that car accident. So avoiding triggers is another thing. And complex PTSD has all of those symptoms, but in addition, tends to have more nuanced symptoms such as ongoing emotional regulation problems, such as anger or feelings of depression and sadness, and also kind of changes in consciousness. So things like forgetting specific aspects of the ongoing trauma or forgetting, um, yeah, forgetting something that happened or feeling emotionally detached, um, which is called dissociation. Mm. So that's a really good I think description, I Mm -hmm. appreciate that from a clinical perspective. Tell us about your experience. Yeah, so each of those three instances or experiences that I had kind of brought out, I experienced different kinds of symptoms. So with the car accident, it was my first year of uh, at UW, and I was driving, as I said, on the freeway at night, it was raining, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this car went spinning out of control and slammed right into me. And it was terrifying for, you know, for a split second, I definitely thought I was going to die. And when I, when everything, you know, the smoke literally cleared, I looked over and saw another car that had also been hit and I went over to check on them. I definitely thought I was going to find somebody dead or close to it. So it was terrifying. The kinds of symptoms I experienced with that was nightmares, flashbacks when I was driving, when things would trigger that, that memory. I forgot a couple things actually from that experience. Like I don't remember being in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, although I know that I was in the ambulance and I was awake and alert at the time. So it's kind of the more traditionally thought of PTSD response um, to a very specific event. Well, I have a question about that Mm -hmm. because I've I've had others describe something similar to yours where an event happened Mm -hmm. and you can't remember either... Uh, all of it or portions of it. Yeah. And is that your body just saying, you know what, this is more than what you <laughs> can bear right now? Is that what it is? What is it? You, you know, think? I think that that is the theory. A really good book on this is actually called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And he talks about that. He talks about, you know, you're basically your body just experiencing too much and how a lot of the PTSD symptoms that we experience are your body, you know, or your brain attempting to deal with something that is too difficult for it to deal with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of like your sense. body trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you think it's really the body just knowing best. Yes. That's the way that I definitely think about it. Again, I'm not a practitioner, but that's how I think about it. Like, uh-huh. you, you know what? You just can't quite handle this right now. We're going to, we're going to put that to the side and maybe mm-hmm. you won't ever remember it. Mm-hmm. So does it ever come back? I don't have a memory of that. I definitely have heard of people remembering things after the facts. I have not personally experienced that. You know, I got to thinking here, I have a a dear friend who was sexually abused as a child, Mm -hmm. and she just hardly remembered anything. But once she got into therapy as an adult, started dealing with it, she would actually have a panic attack just prior to a memory. Yes. And so she says, you know, thankfully my body now, I know it's warning me, okay, yeah. we're going to have a memory now, but it's amazing how how many memories she had stuffed 
But when she opened that door to get better, to get healed, yes. to be a better mom, to be a better uh, a better partner in life with her husband, I was just, I was amazed. But it was, in fact, I was sitting with her one time in the car when she says, okay, I was starting to get a panic attack. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen and it's okay. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like it at all. No, absolutely <laughs> she, not. But, she but, was managing it fine. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like she probably had a good amount of support to help her understand that and process through that. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, because That's right. how much more terrifying would that be if, if you didn't know what to do with that memory after it came? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She definitely had, had that skill had really good counseling with that. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So tell us about the second uh, thing that had occurred to you that resulted in, in a uh, PTSD. Yeah, so that actually falls under the complex PTSD where I was in an, a long-term, years-long abusive relationship and there were several instances of sexual assault and physical assault that resulted in complex PTSD. Which So one of the things that I definitely find noteworthy is that with the car accident, it was pretty easy for me as a psychology student at the time to look at what I was experiencing and say, oh, this is PTSD. You know, I am having nightmares. I'm having flashbacks. I'm feeling anxious in the car. You know, I'm feeling on edge. I found it much more difficult to to recognize, I guess, and pinpoint that that's what I was experiencing after that relationship and to some extent during that relationship as well. I think that, you know, it's as as the just it's justly named in that it's complex PTSD. So the triggers are I think more difficult to to identify and you know, it definitely changes your ability to have relationships with other people, which is not as easy to identify as I don't know, having a hard time with a car. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the car accident happened first, and yes. then you got into this this relationship. Yes. Well, I had a... been in the relationship at the time, but it didn't end oh. until a couple of years later. Oh, yeah. okay. And it definitely, it wasn't until I would say six months or more after leaving that relationship that I started kind of dealing with oh. the ongoing trauma that had happened. So it's kind of interesting. It's And it has uh-huh. been a years long uh, healing process through mm-hmm. counseling and having a, think thankfully a very good, solid, safe relationship with my husband, and um, you know, trying to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. It's been a process. Okay, then let's talk about the third event that triggered PTSD in you. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> third time's the charm, man. Thankfully, by the time this happens, I was very well versed in what PTSD looks like for me. So, when I had my daughter, it was a very uh, ridiculously difficult labor that ended with what's called shoulder dystocia which is, I've been told, one of the most unpredictable and extreme obstetric emergencies that can happen. Um, Basically, even if a labor goes totally fine, at the very last minute, if the child's shoulder gets stuck after the head is already crowned, you have to get the baby out within a certain amount of time because the, the blood is no longer flowing. The umbilical cord basically is being constricted by the position of the baby at the time. So with us... I had, thankfully, I had read about a particular midwife, Inna Mae Gaskin, who her, she's named for something called the Gaskin Maneuver, a particular way of trying to get the baby out. So my husband and I knew about that. We were in a really great birth center. They exactly knew what to do. So they did went through all the correct maneuvers, all the right things, and they got her out 
in three and a half minutes. But it was three and a half terrifying, terrifying minutes that felt like forever. And when she was born, she was totally blue and purple. She wasn't breathing. They had to resuscitate her right in front of me. It was terrifying to watch. You know, I thought I was going to watch her die. So, and then after that, you know, they took her off to the NICU. They took me off to the hospital because of all of my injuries. So I remember that evening in the NICU looking at my husband and saying, okay, we're both going to need some counseling after this because if this is not a traumatic incident, I don't know what is. And sure enough, several weeks later, I definitely started experiencing some post-traumatic symptoms. We both had a hard time sleeping. There was one incident where she was wearing this adorable lilac colored onesie and looking at her in the light of the nightlight, just, it was all wrong, all the wrong color, all wrong, everything, you know, and it just, talk about a trigger, you know. So thankfully, got into counseling quickly. I would say much more quickly there in that because I knew what I was dealing with at that point and I didn't want it to become an ongoing thing. Well, Melanie, were your symptoms similar with all three of them or different? I would I would say similar in the the hyper arousal thing, you know, just feeling constantly on edge and like, you know, gritting my teeth and feeling like I just can't calm down, having a hard time focusing, things like that. And and you know what I would say similarly I had nightmares with all three of those things. But I would say things like the car accident and uh, traumatic childbirth did not cause the same kind of relationship issues as you know, an ongoing abusive relationship had, mm-hmm. uh, or it didn't have the same impact on my sense of self or my, excuse me, my sense of self or my sense of worth the same way that the complex PTSD did. Mm-hmm. So what would you say mm-hmm. to someone out there who's listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and they've had a traumatic experience and have been experiencing some of the symptoms that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but they never connected the dot that maybe this is something that is bigger than what I thought it was, what would you say to them? I Yeah, absolutely. I would say it is always a good idea to seek counseling. And if you, at first, the first counselor or the first three or four counselors you see don't pan out for you, don't give up, keep looking. So for example, when I went to counseling the first time for the car accident, the counselor that I had was just so detached. And there was you know, I just didn't feel like I was making progress at all. And so I had to go and find somebody else. So I would say, you know, you deserve to not feel that way and that it's completely, completely treatable. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I would really look for is a, a practitioner that is that uh, utilizes EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's a particular type of counseling that they use to help process the traumatic events, essentially can kind of think about it like that this event is like a big tangled up ball of yarn and it is very, very difficult to kind of untangle it. And the EMDR helps you take a look at that event and talk through the emotions that you experienced at the time and help you untangle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I definitely have found EMDR therapy mm-hmm. to be very effective. I've heard a lot of good things about EMDR. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I've also heard is that we know that the body has memory mm-hmm. and that your, your body itself has memory and sometimes Absolutely. things get stuck mm-hmm. and they can actually get a traumatic experience and get stuck in an organ 
of the body. And that EMDR is very good at helping you to your body to release that yeah. so that it can go through the healing and the processing stage. Because yes. if you can't process it, you're kind of stuck, right? Absolutely. And that book that I mentioned earlier, The Body Keeps the Score, talks a lot about that, about the somatic impact of a traumatic event and the way that some people will come out of a traumatic event with chronic pain or injury that they can't they can't find a physical reason for that. And it's the trauma. It's the body trying to deal with the trauma. So I would also re- absolutely recommend that book. He's kind of one of the most well-known authorities on that. And I found it so relatable. They have so many stories of people with various kinds of trauma and the impacts that it had on them and their healing process. So I found it very helpful. Okay. Is that the book, The Body Keeps the Score? Mm-hmm. Okay. And who's the author again? Yeah. His name is Bessel van der Kolk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bessel, B-E-S-S-E-L. And then his last name is three words, van der Kolk. It's an awesome last name. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) very, very, it sounds very strong. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't want to mess with him. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Now, uh, Melanie, let's Mm -hmm. say someone's out there and they're listening to some of these symptoms and and they start going into a little bit of denial, like, oh, Mm -hmm. no, I really don't have that. Uh, Is there a place on the internet that they can Mm -hmm. go to where there's like a self-assessment? Absolutely. I know that there are several. The one that I was looking at this morning is on the Anxiety and Depression Association of America website. That's adaa.org. And they have a really quick, easy um, self-assessment, basically asking you, you know, are you experiencing this? Are you experiencing that? And you can go through and kind of you know, see if what you're experiencing does or does not match up with the symptoms of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Find that helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. A-D-A-A mm-hmm. dot org. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer in sometimes, you know, we, we just need to have confirmation that we're not crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, especially with a complex PTSD event, you know, it kind of you know, you tend to minimize it. I've heard so many victims of trauma say, well, you know, it's not like it's not like I was in a war zone or, you know, it's not like he beat me or it's not like, you know, and they compare mm-hmm. their trauma to other people's trauma as if that means that their trauma isn't sufficient for mm-hmm. for having a hard time dealing with it. Any trauma can be difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to have the biggest, baddest trauma out there uh-huh. to have a hard time. Uh-huh. You know, anybody can get PTSD and it's, it's not a problem with you uh-huh. and it's totally treatable. Mm-hmm. You know, Melanie, what do you think of this? Like one of the questions that this is, of course, becoming self-awareness mm-hmm. and because I can see how self-awareness is really important in this kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So maybe one thing is to just pay attention to your body mm-hmm. and what's happening and just be curious about it yes. and just say, you know what, this is kind of weird. Now in organizational development, they have this kind of principle that if something happens one time, you know, oh, it's just maybe a, a thing. Sure. If something happens the second time, then you should say, hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But if something happens a third time, it's generally a pattern. Yes. And perhaps that's when that might be a good way to say, okay, this is a pattern. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to either go talk to someone, mm-hmm. go to the to the Anxiety Depression Association of America website mm-hmm. and take the self-evaluation. But don't just stuff it. Yes. Because wouldn't you agree that by stuffing it sooner or later, 
it's going to come around to bite you. Absolutely. And in fact, stuffing it is positively correlated with having more PTSD symptoms. So the Mm. more that you stuff it, the more unprocessed that emotion is, the more unprocessed that traumatic event is, the harder time your brain and body are going to have with dealing with it. So especially right after a, post, uh, after a traumatic event, is a great time to start talking about it. You know, the more you talk about it, essentially, the more your brain processes it. So I would say, actually, I have another recommendation now that I think about it for somebody who might be experiencing some of these symptoms is to start writing about it and to physically write about it with a pen and paper and rather than typing because that's been shown to to better help you process the emotions mm-hmm. and write about the traumatic event. And then, so what I did, for example, after having my daughter is, I would say it was probably a month after having her, I wrote down her birth story. And then a couple months later, I wrote it down again. And then a couple months later, I wrote it down again. And I found it helpful not only to process it, but also to be able to look back and see the progress that I had made. The kinds of things that I focused on changed over time. I focused less on every single thought I had about what life without her would be like. And I focused more on what the midwife did, what the what my husband did to help in that, you know, it really just unraveled that. Um, so it had less, less power over me, mm-hmm. you know, and I actually started writing about I, not only her birth, but our whole postpartum experience. And I wrote about it on a blog. Yes, so, tell us about yes, your blog. So it's, on, it's called Carry On Bravely. So carryonbravely.org. And basically, it really helped me process through her birth and all the uh, all the ups and many downs of the, you know, the last couple years with a daughter. And yeah, so you feel free to check it out. I definitely talk about my experience of postpartum PTSD and traumatic birth. So. Okay. That's and ri- awesome. writing can be really excellent therapy. Yes, it sure can. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm listening to and I'm thinking that really PTSD is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's really your body saying, hey, something is wrong. Something is wrong here. Absolutely. Let's yes. pay attention to it. Yes. it's. Oh. I would say it. the problem comes when you continue to stuff it and you continue uh. to try to pretend like it's not an issue because those those emotions are still there. They're just kind of trapped and unprocessed. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to leave it there. No. That does not, it's not good for you. It's not good for people you care about. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for sharing, like I said, such a transparent and, and personal way, your story. We do need to wrap this uh, episode up and thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. But before we get, before I close here, what is the one message that you would want to leave with every listening person out there? Yes, absolutely. I would like to say that PTSD can happen to anybody who has experienced a traumatic event or even witnessed a traumatic event and that eight out of every 100 people are thought to have to experience PTSD at some point in their life and that it is treatable and that you can feel better. You absolutely can. Don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks again, Melanie. You're so welcome. I hope you found this episode helpful. I, I found it very helpful for me as well. So, if you would like to get more information about 3W Medical, please go to their website, which is 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, 
medical.org. Now, if you click, if when you get on the, the website there, if you go to the top, there's of course the menu and click on Wellness Wednesday tab and Wellness Wednesday tab will take you to the page specifically about these episodes. You can to listen to all of the different episodes that we have so far. You can get uh, see all kinds of companion resources for the various episodes. And so anyway, please feel free to contact us there. Also, when you get to that page, you can ask a question of Dr. Susan Rutherford. We call her Dr. Sue. And if you'd like to have a question that she can answer in the, during one of our podcasts, please feel free to, to put that in there. Also, feel free to sign up for our monthly e-blast that we send out to listeners who want to get more information about the topics that we're discussing here. So. Thank you, everyone, and until next time, stay healthy and be well.